Section 3 of Cobwebs from an Empty Skull This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cobwebs from an Empty Skull by Ambrose Bierce Section 3 Fables of Zambri, the Parsi Fables 11 to 16 Fable 11 A fox and a duck, having quarreled about the ownership of a frog, agreed to refer the dispute to a lion. After hearing a great deal of argument, the lion opened his mouth to speak. I am very aware, interrupted the duck, what your decision is. It is that, by our own showing, the frog belongs to neither of us, and you will eat him yourself. But please remember that lions do not like frogs. To me, exclaimed the fox, it is perfectly clear that you will give the frog to the duck, the duck to me, and take me yourself. Allow me to state certain objections to. I was about to remark, said the lion, that while you were disputing, the cause of contention had hopped away. Perhaps you can procure another frog. To point out the moral of this fable would be to offer a gratuitous insult to the acuteness of the reader. Fable 12 An ass, meeting a pair of horses, late one evening, said to them, It is time all honest horses were in bed. Why are you driving out at this time of day? Ah, returned they, if it is so very late, why are you out riding? I never in my life, retorted the ass angrily, knew a horse to return a direct answer to a civil question. This tale shows that this ass did not know everything. Footnote. The implication that horses do not answer questions seems to have irritated the worthy fabulist. Translator. Fable 13. A stone, being cast by the plough against a lump of earth, hastened to open the conversation as follows. Virtue, which is the opposite of vice, is best fostered by the absence of temptation. The lump of earth, being taken somewhat by surprise, was not prepared with an apothegm, and said nothing. Since that time, it has been customary to call a stupid person a clod. Fable 14 a river, seeing a zephyr carrying off an anchor, asked him, What are you going to do with it? I give it up, replied the zephyr, after mature reflection. Blow me if I would, continued the river. You might just as well not have taken it at all. Between you and me, returned the zephyr, I only picked it up because it is customary for zephyrs to do such things. But if you don't mind, I will carry it up to your head and drop it in your mouth. This fable teaches such a multitude of good things that it would be invidious to mention any. Fable 15 A peasant, sitting on a pile of stones, saw an ostrich approaching, and when it had got within range he began pelting it. It is hardly probable that the bird liked this but it never moved until a large number of boulders had been discharged. Then it fell to and ate them. It was very good of you, sir, 
then said the fowl pray tell me to what virtue am i indebted for this excellent meal to piety replied the peasant who believing that anything able to devour stones must be a god was stricken with fear i beg you won't think these were merely cold victuals from my table i had just gathered them fresh and was intending to have them dressed for my dinner but i am always hospitable to the deities and now i suppose i shall have to go without on the contrary my pious youth returned the ostrich you shall go within and the man followed the stones the falsehoods of the wicked never amount to much fable sixteen two thieves went into a farmer's granary and stole a sack of kitchen vegetables and one of them slinging it across his shoulders they began to run away in a moment all the domestic animals and barnyard fowls about the place were at their heels in high clamor which threatened to bring the farmer down upon them with his dogs you have no idea how the weight of this sack assists me in escaping by increasing my momentum said the one who carried the plunder suppose you take it ah returned the other who had been zealously pointing out the way to safety and keeping foremost therein it is interesting to find how a common danger makes people confiding you have a thousand times said i could not be trusted with valuable booty it is a humiliating confession but i am myself convinced that if i should assume that sack and the impetus it confers you could not depend upon your dividend a common danger was the reply seems to stimulate conviction as well as confidence very likely assented the other dryly i am quite too busy to enter into these subtleties you will find the subject very ably treated in the zend avesta but the bastinado taught them more in a minute than they would have gleaned from that excellent work in a fortnight if they could only have had the privilege of reading this fable it would have taught them more than either End of section three. Recording by Todd.